Hey everyone, it's Rose again coming to you from a new location. We are at a functional homestead, which is called The Funking Homestead, run by Brittany and her husband Derek. So I wanted today's episode to be a little like chill and also educational. I was able to get my two new friends, The Funking Cultivator and The Funking Homestead on IG. It's Derek and Brittany, and they're just here. Well, I came to their home to do this episode. So we're gonna be talking a little bit about just how to grow flowers, hint, hint, wink, wink. And also maybe Brittany can give us a little bit of tips and tricks on how to be self-sufficient. And I think it's gonna be a fun one and educational, of course. So I hope you stick around to listen. And do you guys just wanna give like a little self-introduction about who you are? Um, yeah, well, we started this homestead about what, two years ago. Uh, the planning for it started about three years ago. Yeah. So original, we originally came from San Diego. We had been dating for about, what this is like four, four years four years before we were gotten really serious just, about the homesteading yeah we just saw like the climate of the area and everything was kind of like congested um real expensive to do anything you know what i mean like the we live in a small little two-bedroom house it was like twenty eight hundred dollars a month and it is so it, it was so small you have to go outside to change your damn mind you know what I mean? yeah. so i'm like this cannot be life you know so we decided to take a chance and just You know, I left a well-paying job and, you know, things that nature, family and all that stuff to come out here to pursue this. You know what I mean? So, man, it's been going great and I don't regret any part of it. You know what I mean? Because it has allowed me to grow and do what I feel like, you know, it's easier on my mind, body and soul versus being stuck in an office all day. You know, it is rough. (laughs) It's a rough start, but, you you know, you just gotta gotta swing on through. Typical workday is a little bit different than just like clocking in. You just actually have to like be disciplined in yourself to like run it, right? Yeah, and and, and that's the hard part. You know, good thing I have her because, you know, (laughs) sometimes even though she doesn't, she doesn't tell me what to do, she'll kind of hint and I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Because I, I, I have ADHD. And um, it, it is it is difficult to like stay organized, to stay, you know, the common traits of all that. But it's just the motivation itself to find the motivation to do it. You know, especially when things go wrong, like that's when it's really hard, you know, because like, man, I just fixed that or I just bought this and I have to place that. it, built that. <laughs> you know, the weather beats it up, the dogs beat it up, you know, I beat it up. So it's yeah. just like, it's one of those things that like, is this, you know, am I on the right path? I believe so, you know, but it's like some days you do question it. It does get tough because of all the moving pieces and being forgetful. Yeah, a lot of things can go wrong too. Oh yeah. Like, like you said, weather and stuff that you can't control. Yeah, so out here we have those extreme weather, so it's everything else is extreme, you know? Everything happened quickly. You know, like the rabbits, they can't tolerate anything over 70 degrees. Yeah, you know? that's what she was telling me. It's, it's, it's what, it's, a hundred, it's 100 degrees. You know, we've had times where it's 118 degrees out here mm-hmm. and the rabbits are fine because of all the implementations that we've done. We check on them, the misters, you know, where we, you know, we were a trial and error based here, yeah. but luckily we never lost any rabbits to heat, you know, things, other sources, but not heat, you know what I mean? So whatever I can control, I try to control to my best. That's good. That's smart. Um, do you want to say anything about yourself, Brittany? Uh, sure. Yeah. So um, I'm Brittany, and uh, you know we've been together for 
just over seven years now. Um, so he came over, you know, like he said, from San Diego. <clears throat> I still work in a corporate job, so still pushing every day through that, yeah. <laughs> trying to, you know, just make our way to like more being more self-sustainable. Maybe there's one day where I can finally quit my corporate job and then just spend, you know, all my time working on the homestead, making sure, you know, all the animals are, are fed and taken care of and just make, you know, the gardening and everything. But it is a little bit tough during the week, you know, typical work hours. So I, I literally am stuck in an office yeah. <laughs> for, for all day while I'm watching him through the window. And I could see him like, oh, he's watering the garden. Oh, he's, you know, playing with the dogs. That looks like fun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like the little kids stuck in the window that <laughs> they can't let out. <laughs> I feel like I was definitely like being in a homestead, like Janita said. You wanted to have a, to buy a big piece of land just so that you could be so I wanted a community though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think I could do it alone. Like I would want like a bunch of people to do it all together. You know what I mean? But I, I have respect for everything that you guys are doing, and it's amazing. The plants and stuff, and the chickens. Like <laughs> I know how much work goes into not just building it and planning it, but like taking care of it and sustaining it and keeping it alive. Like I just plants. I know how hard that is. Yeah. <laughs> like plants and animals, and like. So many layers and of that. the cannabis part. Oh, yeah. like cannabis plants are very tricky. Yeah. Oh, very tricky. I know I refer a lot to the ADHD, but like that really kind of, I like taking on new tasks and learning new things constantly. So with growing cannabis and running the homestead, it's it's cool because like I, I, I learned, you know, about being an electrician, a carpenter, a plumber, you know, pretty much just a general contractor. Anything and everything that goes wrong here on this homestead or in my grow, like I'm responsible for or have some hand in. So it's something that I have to keep learning. I have to keep upping my knowledge base on all these things. So by me being complacent, even the days that I do have like my ADHD paralysis, you know, I'll just watch endless YouTube videos. But as long as I'm learning something, because I, I do feel like I'm not being productive but out here my mind and my body don't link up so my my energy is like boundless and, and my mind's energy is even more so but the elements do force me to have to take a break you know um it'll get too hot and you're like hey, hey i should take a break come in take a break watch some videos on well, how do i fix this how do i repair that you know so it's yeah it's, it's very interesting because there's it's always something new you know whether it be something breaking or a new you know, a new finding, like, oh, this plant's doing something weird, you know, that's fun, this, <laughs> yeah, like, let's push it, this, why is it doing that, that's, yeah. that's the main reason, is why, why is it doing that, okay, let me figure it out, you know, we can figure most things out, especially today's day and age, you know, it's just, it's just all about, like, syncing up that, that your natural spirit to technology, you know, you got to make it coincide, there's a balance of things, you know, <clears throat> we can make things easier while still, like, maintaining, you know, our natural resources and things of that nature, like, Back in the day, gardening this, just gardening, you know, watering my garden, I is 200 gallons a day that I that I transport from the Colorado River canals over here, the irrigation canals. Really? Yeah. So a lot of people is like, oh, it's free. You save money on water. Yes, but the main thing is, it's not a lot of chemicals and there's not a lot of fluoride, boron, all this other chlorine. crazy chlorine. Chlorine is horrible. We've done test patches just so I can show her. This is the difference between the water over there and the water from the city. 
And how do they do? And three times bigger. The plants were no three comparison. times bigger. No comparison. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> so that's the main reason why I transport water. I could easily just turn on the water faucet and yeah, here we go. But it's I'm trying to make a natural ecosystem in that little garden but back in the day just simply doing that without a water pump a water container you know you've seen the videos of people carrying buckets of water you know what i mean so it would have been that much more work mm -hmm. and that's what i mean by like you we can combine technology in modern in, in ancient and modern practices you know what i mean we have a better understanding today of like what glyphosate is or what these pesticides do and and me being such a heavy cannabis user like i i, I never understood was it like the wine connoisseurs where somebody was like, this tastes like chocolate oh this tastes like mahogany i'm like i'm like this tastes like yeah this tastes like piss like it tastes like sweet piss i don't know how else to describe it but that's because that's not what i'm you know into i'm not constantly drinking wine and same thing with anything like a beer before like everything tastes like but light but now i taste it different now i understand as your taste buds mature and the same thing with cannabis like i started realizing that we're doing craft cannabis yeah you're doing like craft beer yeah and that's what we're in my, in my mind it's like how am i able with the limited resources that i have be able to create and, and you know and it's all subjective you know cannabis that's actually better than what i'm buying from a dispensary yeah i have real problems i'm missing a thumb i'm missing a hip you know my back's all fucked up i have thoracic outlet syndrome in my left arm so i lose function of it i, I get those needle pricks all the time so ptsd adhd so trust me when i smoke something i need it to work i'm not doing it to be cool i'm not trying to be like right. like it's, it's something tough that i have to you know, you're not as, yeah, as we're as we're doing this podcast like my family's out there and I still kind of they know I'm in it but I still kind of have to keep it on the low and all that stuff. so I'm still going through all of that on top of doing you know personal. chasing my dream this is the personal part of it you know what I mean because like no one was oh my son's a drug dealer or this and that because everything I do here I do illegal I'm legally allowed to do 12 plants you know what I mean but I just want to show the world you can do amazing things with just 12 plants are you Hispanic? Um, half, yeah. You're half Hispanic. Half Nigerian. Half Nigerian. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't so sure what your what yeah. you're ambiguously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like there's uh, something, but I'm not sure why. I was just I'm curious me. because of the whole family part. Yeah, I was like, I thought that too. I was like, with your parents and stuff, <laughs> and they it, aren't really too fond of. Yeah, yeah, and you know, my family's a little more open than most too. So. Mine are not. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just it's just yeah. a respect thing you know what I mean you don't want to have That's that it. especially the kids we all know like you don't want that around kids or it being an influence on them like yeah. we're all responsible same thing with alcohol and liquor you know you're just like, I've seen more liquor being left around kids and in cannabis yeah, or any products like that. Don't think that they don't they want to lock you know what happens if a kid shows up to, to school high yeah you know, what happens if they show up drunk yeah they still stink they still smell like alcohol like they're still impaired like mm -hmm. this is it's the same thing yeah. so you guys just got to treat it the same way you know the likelihood of a kid getting into alcohol versus the likelihood of a kid smoking your joint. Like, I mean, they're more I, likely to get the alcohol. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I smoked bubblegum cigarettes when I was a kid, you know. I, I used to go buy cigarettes for my mom as a kid, and I grew up in Mexico, and I never once, like, oh, I'm going to smoke this. But plenty of times I've seen them beer, I'm like, yeah, it looks like fun. <laughs> yeah, because everybody does You know what I mean? Yeah, everybody does it for fun and stuff like that. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think it's really cool, though, that this type of platform where you're able to kind of take away the stigmas of marijuana and show the benefits of it and show that it is something normal and natural and something that is healing and helpful to people in so many ways. And that's what I love about podcasts nowadays that are able to speak up about this and being able to have IG and and, and talking about it and normalizing it and making it acceptable. Yeah. It really should be. For me, the biggest thing is like being prior military is that even when I was in the military, it was... I always felt something like anxiety. I didn't even know what anxiety was. And it was just like, I've always been this way. Like, ah, always in trouble, always being yelled at. I don't know, I don't know, sit still, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like, this isn't for me. So in the military, I was always like, send me somewhere else. I excelled in everything I did in the military is because I was just curious. Like, oh, I wanna, I wanna work in labor and delivery. I'm just curious. I went from pediatrics, labor and delivery, labor and delivery, emergency room you know, emergency room, family medicine. It was just because I was always that guy that people are like, oh, that guy picks up quick, bring him over here. Oh, blah, blah, blah. you know what I mean? So that's the positive of having AHC is our curiosity. But the, the downside is that it's real easy to lose motivation in things, you know what I mean? If something doesn't line up the perfect way, you just boom, I'm stuck. <clears throat> totally forgot what I was going with this, but <laughs> there have been days where he's just like, where he'll be sitting there and he's just like watching TV or playing his video games on like, I'm like, oh, what's up? And he's just like, nothing. I was going to do this. And then the tool was dead. Like, the battery was dead. So now he's just dead (laughs) in the water all day. (laughs) Yeah. And it's really hard for me to, like, stay focused on it. But, oh, back to it. Yeah. So they had me on, like... They they thought it was because of my sleep, right? So then they put me on Ambien. So I was on Ambien, and I would wake up with McDonald's. I'm like, well, I don't remember getting that. I'd wake up, my house would be a mess. I'd be falling out on runs. Yeah. Isn't that really strong? Oh, yeah, it's a sleeping pill. Super strong. And so at the time, I'm 300, you know, closer to 300 pounds. So it was always kind of hard for them to give me, like, the, the medications. Because, oh, it's too much, blah, blah, blah. So they could never quite get it right. So I was always, like, the military guinea pig for all these pills. And I never liked how they made me feel. Until one day, they finally diagnosed me with um, ADHD. It was two doctors I had gone to, and they were actually arguing on not if I had it or not, it was whether uh, the severity, like how severe it was. One's like, it's severe. One's like, oh, it's more than severe. Like, now I'm sitting there like, ooh. Like, like, <laughs> so what does that mean? You know what I mean? Because most doctors will say, oh, no, you can't get diagnosed as an adult. When I remember learning about, oh, it's impossible for you to get diagnosed as an adult. So they kept throwing all these pills at me. <clears throat> Wasn't feeling right. Started having health issues, you know what I mean? Because I, I was still drinking. I would drink from Sunday to Sunday. I was a functioning alcoholic, never had no issues, showed up to work on time and did my five mile runs. I was a corpsman or a medic, like a nurse, you know, for the Marines. So it was just taking babysitting grown men in, in a nutshell. But once I started combining that with all the pills and then you start having real health issues. So then that's when I realized like, I can't keep doing this. And then when I finally got re- medically retired out of the military, I'm like, <laughs> still on these pills and just not feeling right, feeling like my soul's like an inch behind my body. I just decided, I'm like, there has to be something else. So I got into cultivating again. And mind you, I've never, my whole military career, I never stopped cultivating. I was always setting up grows for people, teaching people how to grow. Anything from a 10 to a multi-million dollar facilities. You know what I mean? That's what I, my pastime was. Plenty of times I would show up to, to work and then, hey, you smell weird. <laughs> like, which is a big no-no in the military. Constantly getting piss tested or, oh, we saw you were hanging out with these people and blah, 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 or you're hanging out in this area. I'm like, whatever. But yeah, I got out and I was like, 
smoked cannabis. Wasn't my jam at first. Like, I was getting a haircut. I was all messed up. I was passing out. I puked a little bit. And I was just like, Ugh. So my big ass was kind of hard for people to like, keep me straight. I'm just like, Ugh. But like anything, like drinking liquor, you have to, you know, work up to it. You got to punish your liver like an adult, you know? So I kept at it. And it started feeling better. It took a little, like a couple weeks. I'm like, okay, little by little. But then, a lot of different but then I got a plant. A friend of mine gifted me a plant. Um... And I just like, well, I'll get back into growing. And I already knew what I had to do. You know what I mean? It's just like ugh, doing it. But being retired and not be able to work right away because of my injuries and things that it was just like frustrating because I'm just stuck at home. You know what I mean? Me and my mind is not good. I'm like, ah, I need to be distracted. So I got back into to growing and it was just been magical ever since. You know what I mean? I went from like growing a little plant in a cup to, to back into facilities, but getting back into the industry from San Diego to over here and kind of just giving up on like the whole government contracting job and all that stuff. Um, so I did cybersecurity for um, uh, in Coronado for the Westpac fleet. I'm messing up the name, but it's the Admiral. He's like the third or fourth dude in charge of being below the president. You know what I mean? So I have to make sure all the people's little uh, classes and stuff up to date so they could come on base or in the area. I know, I'm just home. Did you learn that in the military? Like cybersecurity or did you like do that separately? So cybersecurity, uh, I've always had an affinity for like computers and things of that nature. I hope I use that word right. Uh, I've always just been a jack of all trades, you know what I mean? So, a Gemini thing. Yeah. Jack like of all is. trades. <coughs> same way. Your minds are always working in those. Yeah. <laughs> so they, Gemini. so I started off work, uh, logging uh, pilots hours and like the computer systems and then from there just kind of like people were like hey you know how to do this yeah oh you're quick at that hey you're gonna oh can't we do this and you start helping people where it gets around and then boom like i get promoted to oh you're gonna go work in the big building i'm like oh, okay so it was cool you know i was making like 25 bucks an hour 30 dollars an hour whatever good money plus my gi bill disability i was making really good money but the problem is like i still never had money for gas at the end of the month like all these things that i was doing and living in san diego and it was just like isn't man, it just like the cost of living the cost so of living so high car payments insurance is ridiculous it's just everything you go out like we also rode road motorcycles so. we had harleys we had harleys coming out here we switch we traded all of that for quads so yeah. now we're back on four wheels but yeah and, uh, <laughs> yeah it's a lot more relaxed out here you know what i mean like we do live far from everything but i actually enjoy hanging out with her that's that's why i told and, and it feels weird having to explain that because i know how dudes are but i'm like I'll take hanging out with my girl and they were hanging out with my, my homeboys. And it's not because I'm pussy, it's because she's fucking funny. I get to be who I want to be. I get to crack my jokes, you know what I mean? And, and I get to touch her butt. So, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then I got it. Like, I've traveled, you know, maybe not as much as you know, other people are in the most beautiful areas, but I've, I've got to travel. I've been to Hong Kong, Australia, Afghanistan, you know what I mean? Uh, Germany, I've been in a lot of places. Oh, nope, party <laughs> about marijuana abuse. Cherry popped out. Yeah, I was trying to bash it and I was a little too aggressive with it. Done that so, plenty of times. Away. At least I didn't fly back in your eye. I always forget that when I'm riding my motorcycle. I'm like, ah! <laughs> right, good thing I have glasses on. Backseat of a car. Yeah, oh man. I've done that a couple of times where you put it, he taught me actually that when you're ashing up. You do it like at the bottom of the window by the rear view mirror or the oh, side you view. Yeah. After getting burned. Cornea. 
Yeah, little tips from us, right? <laughs> Actually, in the corner of the the, the window. The window. If you're <laughs> in the back seat or the front. Because of how the wind goes. Yes. Yeah, I wanna. I wanna hear more about your experience with cannabis in the military. <laughs> if you're able to talk about that. Well, yeah, cannabis in the military was. Exposed the military. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have two facilities where they actually grow cannabis. Um, I actually got to be a part of one of those for a brief time. And it was just really, it taught me that even the military don't know what the fuck they're doing. So it's just a, a bunch of, you grow a bunch of trash. It, it all, it's all regulated. I don't, I don't even remember who like tested it or anything like that. Is but it what they use it's, for it's, like it's essentially, research? Yeah. It's essentially like CBD is what they're fucking giving okay. people. So it's just trash weed. So like you hear a lot of strings like G13 and all that. They're like, oh, it comes from the military. I'm like, the, mil- the military just was just mixing a bunch of shit. And most of the shit that they had was brought in by people. They're like, hey, I got this seed. Oh, oh, let's make this better. You know what I mean? Like, so I learned how not to do shit kind of there. And I just learned more how to like to look at the plant, you know. You pay, like anything else in life, it's not so much the money. The, all, it's just the time, the attention you, you give. The more time and attention you give a plant, the more you're going to learn about that plant. You're going to learn how its its whole structure is. You know what stage of its life it's it's. You know it needs more nutrients. It needs more love. It needs. You know, if you're in there looking at your plants every day, caring for them, you're going to find pests. You're going to get a head start on things. So that's one of the main problems in the industry is that they have so many fucking plants. And they do that on purpose, so... They're looking to make money. They're making to make money, so they don't care if a couple plants die, you know, if they lose 25 fucking plants, because they have 480 plants in them. You know what I mean? Me, that only have 12, or most of the time, I don't even have the full 12. I just have, like, you know, you know, 8 to 10 plants. Because there's always something that didn't look good. Yeah, something didn't look good. So I don't have... I have to put the best team in there. Mm-hmm. So that's what separates me, and it's going to separate craft cannabis from bigger industry so anyone could buy and also what you put into it exactly actually organic or don't put into it <laughs> it's more what you don't put into yeah. it yeah that's, the, that's the, that part there yeah you know i mean because the, the plant it it, it it grows very easily the problem is when you flower it we're making it do something unnatural in nature it, it gets pollinated by a male plant you know what i mean and then the life cycle continues it pollinates it get produces seeds the plant dies off, the next generation carries on. But in this stage, the flower, we're not introducing the male, so the plant starts to freak out, and the buds start to swell and get bigger and bigger, and all the little pistols, all the hairs you see coming up, that's the catch pollen. So it's, it freaks out in anticipation to get pregnant, essentially. Yeah. It starts making more, but it never happens. You, know, you see what I mean? So that's how we were able to get the sinsemia, you know, something that came up not within our generation, you know what I mean? Like within the, the 70s, you know, right? If I'm is that not wrong. consider the land race strain? No, no, sinsemia is like without seed. So oh. before all the, okay. all the weed that people would get back in the day was literally just the whole plant. They would grab it and they'd mash it up into a brick. <laughs> so, and then they would, and that's how they would sell the weed, right? Yeah. So when people would get shit weed is because you're also, you're getting a big part of the stock, the stem, all the seeds, because they yeah. got pollinated. Right, so that's why did they used to do that? Because they didn't know about Cinsemia, it wasn't a thing until a Mexican farmer it was like, Oh, essentially, let me that plant looks pretty, I'm gonna take it inside. Left it by his window and saw that it did something weird, and he was like, Whoa, like, 
You see what I mean? By the care and attention. By care and attention, he was like, oh, fuck. He didn't, he didn't have advanced nutrients. He didn't have all these high-end general hydroponics. They didn't have... They were just taking care of it. They were just taking care of it. They were really thinking, like, about the land, you know? My grandmother would say, like, the chicken feathers, the eggs, and, and things of that nature. But, and then put it in her garden, right? And my grandma's a Mexican old lady, you know, you know, older time. And you'd be like, okay, oh, okay. So me growing up, oh, okay, that's, that's what plants need. But now that I'm older, and I'm like, wait, NPK, nitrogen, potassium, phosphorus, you know what I mean? And you're like, whoa, like, that's all in the banana peels, the chicken eggs, the coffee grinds, the nitrogen. You see what I mean? Like, so that. I don't even know why, I just do it. Yeah, so that's, that's just. I don't know nature. That's instinctual. That's that's generational. Like generational. Oh, sure. this this is what works. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like people with ADG are always putting this bubble. Like, oh, they're just, they don't know what to do. They're fuck ups and blah blah. Just, we're not meant for this world. We're not meant to be confined by no. We need fucking space. It's like when people say, oh, I, I can't have that dog or whatever for X reason. Well, people are the same way, you know? You can only get as big as your environment. Exactly. You know what I mean? I love to shoot. I love to ride my motorcycle. I love pop wheelies. I love to not be bothered. I like to not bother people. So living out here has been fucking great for my mental health, you know what I mean? It teaches you not, like, I can't just go to 7-Eleven when I'm bored to buy something. So you really have to be better with your finances. You have to be better with your time, time management, you know what I mean? And gas. You and can't gas. be like, that's tomorrow's problem. No. That's, 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 you know. The closest gas station to us is 25 miles away. Um, you probably saw it when you guys passed. Yeah, <laughs> the So it's that's the last gas station to us, and so if we don't, if we're at half tank on the way home, we better fill up. It's, it's not tomorrow's time. Yeah, I mean we could fill up on the way out, but I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's it's just in case. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot that goes on to it too. You know what I mean? Like a lot of nights where you're just up, like what what animals out there? You know, why are my dogs barking? Why are they yelping? Like you gotta go check on everything. Yeah, you like, know. And like I was saying earlier, it's so dark out here that like you literally cannot see outside of that fence. Like across the street over there, you can't. Might as well be the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> it might as well be the ocean because because I've I've been out there. My dogs are just like, and I'm like, dude. <laughs> what are you looking at? The darkness. Wait, what are you staring at, bro? And then, and then, and then, like, and then, like, four other do- oh, my dogs will come out. I'm like, uh oh, no, I'm going inside. Y'all got it. This is y'all's job. <laughs> so we pay dog food. We pay even dog food. Dog food and rabbits. Yeah, but all my dogs can jump any of these fences, so nothing's holding them back. They're here because they what want they, to be like, here. What five, six feet? I think. A six foot fence. My dog can clear an eight and a half foot fence. Which we have. We, we have, have to have. Them back, so Aries is ginormous. He's cute. Is that who jumps it? No, no the, the small <laughs> No, my dog Hades. He's Hades the one that jumped. The black face. Yeah. I can remember animals' names like nothing, but humans, it like falls out of my brain as soon as they say it out loud. Me too. <laughs> I wonder if it's that way for dogs or for animals. <laughs> like, oh, I can remember that person's name, but Maybe. not this other dog. I don't know. <laughs> They sniff it though. They sniff it. Yeah. They know by smell exactly. They don't have names. It smells. So I wanted this episode to be about learning and like learning about what a homestead is, learning about how to grow flowers and the cultivation of it and everything. 
Do y'all want to talk a little bit about that? I know y'all also make jams and tinctures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... With, with the homestead, is just, people think like, oh, you guys never want to go anywhere. It's not that we don't want to go anywhere. It's just that we take value and like passion in our home, you know, and what we have here. You know what I mean? And, and it's not that we don't like people or anything like that. It's just most homesteads would never be like fully 100% self-sustainable. You, know yeah, I mean? you can't but grow everything. You, you can make things better. You can make things more cost effective. You can help a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like recycling everything. You know, we talk a bit about recycling, but it's work. You know, no one wants to go there and pick up fucking chicken shit, rabbit shit, you know, dog shit, like all day, like all these animals. But you got to put it to use. Like, if, you know, like even the dog poop, we bury it, you know? We bury it in an area where we're not going to grow like edible vegetables, but we'll try to compost it for like trees, you know what I mean? There's no way but to that learn. fertilizes to help re, like, re it, life in the Exactly. As long as you get the beneficial bacteria and my, like uh, fungi, you know, into the soil, it, yeah. that's that's what really connects it's everything. Yeah, it helps the water retain soil, helps yeah. with nutrient exchange and things of that nature. So everything you see here is because we've tested, we've tried something, like the totes. We found out the best way to grow our plants are in those totes. The IBC totes cut in half. 250 gallons, you cut them in half, fill them with dirt. Because when you water it, the garden here in the ground, it takes more water. And I do understand that. But I don't water it every single day. I water it like twice, maybe once a week. Right now it's a little hotter, maybe a little more. Especially since they're so, they're little, that's the hardest part is those little tiny sprouts. You know, you know, the most delicate things out here is so dry. So what we found out when you start a homestead, it's, it's, you gotta find seeds. Well, first off, you gotta find what you, the produce you wanna grow, right? Yeah, you shouldn't Have an be idea. growing things that you're not gonna eat or that you think, oh, that looks cool or sounds cool to yeah, grow. But something you think, that you're actually gonna use in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, because it's just the waste and you're, you don't like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not putting that much care into it because you're yeah. not going to use it in the end you're just like eh. so, yeah and then you can source seeds i mean wherever you get your seeds from you gotta you gotta pay attention to where they're coming from so if you're gonna buy seeds let's say like for us we learn with peruvian beans right um if they're from peru or where they're staying they're from right you gotta look at the climates in those areas they're high elevation they're cold yeah, it's humid it's a weird and it, it not it, it can, it can. Not, you're gonna have to but that's a lot of exactly and that's where it becomes tricky and that's kind of like this is our second run in this garden right here and it already looks way better than when the first one started. But that's because I know what it looks like. You know, I have something to compare to. Yeah. But damn, I forgot what I was talking about. There's that. Well, the seeds. Oh, yeah. So the, so you the, just got to make sure that wherever you get them from. So if you, you say we, we, we plant 100 Peruvian beans. Out of those 100, maybe like 20 of them will sprout perfectly. And then once certain seasons come, like temperatures change, the, um, what do you call it? They, they're going to require like different things, right? Then to a blink. <laughs> Did I break your concentration? <laughs> oh, yes. Out of the 10 seeds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so like 10 will sprout, right? So, those, so those, those 10 that sprout, you really got to baby those, even though it's just a little bunch, right? Because you want, what you want is for those to go to seeds. Yeah. So once those go to seed, you know that that strain or that, that, those seeds that you grew are adapted to this environment. 
So if the parents were, hey, they grew here fine, the children, the next breed, should, since they've cross pollinated they and they're strong, they acclimate so that you slowly start that process of finding seeds and your things. Own to, your That's own sure area. Talking to us about yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of weird little niche things like that. Like, everyone thinks, oh, you can just go buy seeds from like a lot of these uh, places Walmart out here. Walmart or whatever. Walmart or whatever. But they're not really guaranteed to grow fine or you don't know if like it's really the, the variety that you want, you know? So a lot of things that it's just it's just real tricky. And then a lot of the seeds that some seeds you may buy won't they're hybrids, so a lot of them won't even give off seeds. So yeah, the goal is so the goal there. is for you to keep buying seeds over and over and over. Yeah, we know? bought some, oh. some, and they're not sun- cheap. They're not yeah. cheap. Like the sunflower seeds, we buy the fifty pound bag, like just you know the ones you give to the wild birds, and they sprout. That's what we've got growing in the garden. And those are the cheapest seeds you could find. Yeah, I saw a bunch coming in here too. Yeah, those ones are natural. Those ones are. So those are the seeds you want to get because yeah. they're growing. No one's watering them. No one's taking care yeah, of them. Yeah, so those are real acclimated. Yeah, mm-hmm. but these we've noticed that you can see a couple of those sunflowers out there by the chickens the the seeds will never fully um, mature mature there we go they'll they'll never fully mature and we've tried them many different ways so they like won't grow all the way yeah they'll just die you'll get seeds but they'll be mushy like Like a sunflower seed they wouldn't fully develop yeah and we've tried letting them go different stages different drying them out drying them out Different uh, nutrients, things of that nature, different environments. No, they just won't. And those seeds, and those are things that you learn as you go. You know what I mean? Like, whoa. You know what I mean? Because she's, we got some melons that she ordered, and they're sprouted from last year. Some seeds that were that fell off in there, and it's growing fine now. And I'm like, and like I explained to her, I'm like, those are the seeds you want because out of like the ten that you put in there, like one grew, and then we kept the seeds from that one. And guess what? We got a melon. That's oh, nice. So it's kind of like natural selection, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you're if you're wanting to plant seeds and keep that plant going, at least let a few of the things go to seeds so that you can save them for later because you'll have more luck yeah. the next time that you try and sense. plant them. If okay. I was to like try to start growing some like leaves, mm-hmm. how would I go about that? Like. Do I need to buy all the fancy lights or can I do like a regular grow by the sun? You, <laughs> yes and no. It, it, it's, it. So what gives you the weight is the light. So if you have, like, if you're doing indoors, what's, you can have a thousand plants under one light or you can have one plant under the light. In the end, like, it's the light that's going to give you the weight. You see what I mean? So if like one, one, yeah, the buds. So if, like, one of my lights gives me, let's say, two pounds per, per light, right? Yeah. I can put one plant there and just give it more veg time to spread out more. Yeah. Or I could put a, you know, 30 plants in that same space and they're just going to grow straight up. And But either way, that weight's going to be around the same, give or take a few ounces, you know what I mean? So, yes, you, you need the fancy lights to get weight, but no, you don't need it to really grow like that. You can grow by a window, but you're not going to get that much. You know what I mean? It's a two-month... If you're starting from seed, it's almost a four-month process, three-month process, you know? Starting from clone, and depending on the light schedule, it could go right into flower. And they're only gonna get yay high. With regular sun? Uh, yeah. Well, also, if you put them outside, you, you gotta find a, a, the genetic. 
that is able to withstand the heat and the dryness out here. Because you've put a few different... Because I put a bunch of different... Yeah. And some of them were and they, great. And great, some of them... Just die instantly. And the ones I usually do well outside don't do well indoors because those were bred outdoors. And I made that point to her. Yeah. And the ones that do great indoors just die outdoors because they just... You know what I mean? It's like, it's like huskies are bred for cold weather. But you bring them down here to the desert and it's just, they're not going to have a good time. You know what I mean? It's just horrible. For them. That's always what I've been like thinking about. Like, should I buy the whole like tent set up? Yeah, it's good. It's, it's great to learn. Yeah, a tent, a tent, especially with LED lights nowadays, it's, everything's even more manageable. Before it was harder <coughs> because of all the lights. The lights were so they run so hot. You know, even like a 600 watt like um, lights, they, they run hot. It's like a heater. Anything electric's a heater. So you got the the the, the HPSs. Those things run ridiculously hot. You know what I mean? So that AC unit right there, you see it, it's 12,000 BTUs, right? And it's a little window unit. So to run those AC, one of those lights, the you need, I don't know, some dumb like 2,000 BTU, you know, somewhere in that ballpark. So that that alone, and I'm, it's probably more than that, but it's you gotta think of like the AC too. So in a small tent, that's, you know, four feet by four feet, five feet by five feet. You put a light that big in there, you're gonna nuke everything. So you have to have really good AC. So now, but you need you need a thousand watt light to get in those pound ranges. You see what I mean? To make it worth it. So that's why they have that fan in there. They have so much, they, they yeah. But with LEDs, you don't need to run all, all that because LEDs run really cool. The technology is more modern. You're actually, gonna, it's more of the spectrums. They're, they're trying to mimic the sun. You know what I mean? So, because um, even in the sun, there's some plants that only grow this big, you know, this tall. They don't need a lot of light. But, you know, like the light that we get inside these grow rooms are very, very intense. You know, a lot more intense than the actual sunlight, you know, believe it or not. It's just the sunlight spectrum is different. Yeah. Because plants don't see light the same way me and you do you know what i mean they look at the spectrum like different like, colors so during spring summer there's more blue in the sky because the sun's higher in the sky right and so that tells the plant grow hey it's time to grow summer boom 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 and once winter comes the temperatures start dropping a little bit that's the first key to the plant right then the, the nights become longer because it's not the light it's actually the darkness that triggers it to flower it has to get uh, around 12 hours or, or more to start flowering um some plants actually even less i've given plants like eight hours and they start to flower you know but um Damn, there we go again. About the lights? Yeah, oh, so it, they'll start to flower. Damn, I forgot. Man, there you go, lady. I'm telling you, it's just weird. LED lights are better. The lights and the LED and the cycle of. Yeah. Um, the nights getting longer. Oh yeah. So as so as yeah. so as the nights get longer, it starts to trigger it, right? But the sun starts setting lower in the sky, so you get more of those oranges, you know, those red hues. So the red spectrum tells the the plant to start flowering. You know what I mean? To, to start engaging. Like, hey, winter's coming, so you better start breeding now. Yeah. You know, before your time's up. So that's what triggers the plant. So that's what we're mimicking in these rooms. So during veg, you want more of the blue spectrums in your lights, and then during flower, you want more the reds but you can still do it with you could veg and flower most of these lights so things like you know brands like grandmaster level um leds or uh hlg they're like pretty high-end lights you know they're up there but they're attainable you, most of these you can like some of them you can get on amazon so like in the room that i have i have four lights and uh, those are you guys the rooms yeah those are h those are hl hlg uh scorpion scorpion 600s r specs 
Um, and I'm getting around like like everything tip top, like two and a half pounds, two to two and a half pounds per light. You know, what I mean, they're not the high end models. They're still like two above them. And like a cell phone, you know, things get better. And they're constantly evolving. But each one of those, when I bought it, each, they're like almost a grand. Wow. You know what I mean? Versus older technologies like HPSs that are less expensive, but you're going to pay more on and other things. And coolings and electricity and things of that nature. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I just asked me to hit me up on Instagram. Yeah, that's why I consult too. I'm a consultant, so whenever people want to do, I, I'll run them through it. But I keep it real with them. Like a lot of times, I like to go to their house and because I could tell you all day what to buy, but I don't know what your environment's like. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, everyone's house is different. Yeah. Everyone's house is different. I could tell you, blah, 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 do it this way, but if, if you don't have the right area or space for that, then mm. it's not gonna work. Or even if you live in a different city, like we live out here, it's way hotter and drier just because yeah. we have the direct sun and this yeah. dirt and like we don't have buildings. But in the city, it's um, like, I don't know, it's a little, little bit more protected yeah, protected from the elements. We had a tornado go through here. Yeah, two years yeah. ago, that tornado. We took out our chicken coop right there where that one's at. That chicken coop was way over there in the next yeah. lot. Yeah. So you got to think about that out here. The yeah. winds, you don't want your plants to break. You don't want them to dry out. They get battered, you know? It's, yeah, we it's like, imagine you standing outside all day and just in the sun. Uh, like, they're going to dry windy. up. You're going to get ashy, you know what I mean? Like, all that. Yeah. Those big dust devils running through you. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just trying to have like this microclimate on the homestead. So we that's what you've seen like the little scraggly trees we just bought in like January. They actually grew a lot. Like since January. Like I haven't really noticed too much, but like I'll look at pictures from when we got them yeah. and I'm like, wow, yes. That's so cool. Uh, but we're trying to like, you know, line everything so that we can grow things in here and have our own um, environment so that you know the temperature and the humidity is yeah. higher well the temperature is lower and the humidity is higher yeah. just in you know With our lot vegetables you have that's what happens mm -hmm. and, so, and we've already seen like the big cranes and herons and stuff they come out to like the um, the ravines and the canals out here that we have yeah but they've already been scoping out our lot I've seen them fly over a couple times like and kind of circle. Water. Yes. <laughs> I know. I have kind of an idea for like the back over there where I want to do the orchard and like in the middle of it have like a little estuary type of like a pond so or something. Cool. <laughs> Would you have some koi fish? Yes, koi yeah. fish, but amazing. Uh, we have some fish in there right now. Oh yeah, I, I, we looked in there. I didn't see. They're a little tiny, way, yeah, they're hard to you see. But I saw yeah. the and I saw the video with the with the dog slipping in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. So with your brand, it's called Funking Cultivator. Mm -hmm. The Funking Cultivator. What? Well, I think we already said maybe like one thing or a couple things that set you apart from other brands that are in the dispensary and one of them like big factors just like being more organic, right? Mm -hmm. And not having pesticides in it. Is there anything else that you could say that's like different? I mean and it's it's it, or like why should they pick yours yeah well <laughs> it's yes. yeah I mean, that's, that's a big factor yeah and, and the, the hard part about cannabis is it's all subjective you know what i mean so what, what i'm basing what i've learned it's all my self-experience right so first and foremost i grow for myself i like for my pain i can't grow the coolest thing because i've smoked a lot of what's new and cool and it doesn't help me like point blank it doesn't help me 
So I need to find strains that work for me. So I have these problems and I know I have a very high tolerance. So if I find a strain that works well with me, I'll, I'll track it down. I, I need to grow that, I'll manipulate it, I'll fit, you know what I mean? Like, I, it's, it's all about the grower. So it's just the attention you give your plant, the scale of attention, on the scale too, and it's just how you maintain it. I'm one person going in and out. The less people going in and out of your rooms, the better because there's less bugs are tracking in, the less viruses, the less mistakes, you know, that can happen. Um, so in industry, you got these big facilities, you got multiple people going in and out, 60 plus people of these rooms. It, all it takes one guy that didn't take a shower, had a bad day, and we all seen that guy at work, you know, just doesn't care, just dragging his feet with mud and dog shit all over. Like, I see it, you know, when I worked at Nature's Medicine, like they had mud on their tables, they had candy wrappers, they had pots from like two years previous underneath, you know what I mean? But they're supposed to be giving people medicine and things like that, and I, I hate, I'm sorry, I just name dropped, but it's just those are the type of things I've learned in the industry and seeing all these high-end facilities, right? And how they hop around, I'm like, no, there's no way. Saw a dandelion one time. There's a full dandelion growing in one of the pots, and it took it killed the weed plant off, and it was just a big ass dandelion, six foot like big like piece of lettuce. That's crazy. And like and like all you got to do is walk in these rooms and like see. So I see the quality that's being given to people and the prices that they're given. They're just not careful, and and also, but I also see how they're sprayed. They're besides being sprayed, they're incorrectly sprayed because they're spraying them without like pHing the water. So if you're spraying like live material, uh, like or bacteria to help combat things, if you're giving it too high a pH or too low, you're killing it off. So you're spraying it to no avail. And you just so what happens? Oh, we'll add this or add more of that or blah blah blah. So they just keep spraying stuff and it's not working. Or it's just people are lazy. I've seen how they people just want to go home. It's Friday and they just spray things. And unfortunately, that's just what it is, you know. And then. It's just cleanliness, you know, plain and simple cleanliness. Here, I'm, I, I, I'm the only person to blame. You know what I mean? First and foremost, I'm the guinea pig for everything. You'd be surprised how many of these grow ups, some of the growers there have never even smoked the weed because it's too expensive. You know what I mean? Or they can't, they're not getting paid enough money to actually go buy it every day to actually give a real review. Think about how many people, bud attendants that work at these dispos, and they're like, oh yeah, try this, because this and that. And they've never even smoked it unless it was handed out for free. You know what I mean? So what So what are we doing here? We're just fucking lying about everything? When I, when I worked at Yilo, uh, the dude, some dude named Karsten, the head guy there, first off, dude said, claimed he had the cure to coronavirus. Oh, that was a big lawsuit. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, that was a fucking stupid thing. But anyways, and that guy too, he was using my DA card for random shit, you know. Um, but I'd be like, hey, we don't have tests for this weed. Oh, just just make it up. Like he would. I'm like, okay, what? what? Make it up. Okay. Hey, so what? What's the what's the THC percentage? Oh, go on Leafly and look it up. Sorry, I keep trying to make a German accent. <laughs> go on Leafly, look it up. You know what I mean? I, it's just like I'm like people will catch on, and people they catch on within a few weeks. They're like, oh, how come all your shit matches Leafly? Like every plant's different. I'm like, yeah, I understand that, but he didn't. He was just money hungry. Just oh, do this, do that. Everything was dirty. His grills were dirty. He was always arguing with his growers. Um, just a bunch of dudes in there. Like you, and you couldn't give them no information because they just look at you like, oh, I'm from Oregon. I know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm like. That's gross. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's the equivalent of going to someone's house and then just piss stains and toilet paper all over their fucking toilet. That's exactly what I see when I go to a lot of these grows. And if it's not the grow, it's the fucking people. Yeah. That's, the, that's the hard part, you know? So it's, it becomes challenging in that aspect. But here is just, I don't have to, if I do spray anything in my rooms, it's in the rooms. Like, it's just as a preventative, like on the ground, you know, not, not even in the trays, you know? So <clears throat> it's, 
it's cleanliness, you know? And if shit happens, guess what? Like, it happens. There are sprays that I, like, I would use, like, uh, Lost Coast. They use things like soybean oil, peppermint oil. The only thing that makes it non-organic is that it has isopropyl alcohol in it. Rubbing alcohol. You see what I mean? Yeah. So, by standards, that's not full organic. But it's something that is... Um, that works, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not perfect. So even like at the state level, if they, you have uh, an inspection, right? And you're running a full organic compound and it varies from state to state, you know what I mean? If, but most states, if they do not find bug damage on your plant, you will not pass as an organic compound, uh, grow. Because since nothing works that well, you know what I mean? Like organic sprays don't work that, you put all the fucking cinnamon oil and all the shit you want, it's does not gonna kill everything. Synthetics do, because that's what they were created for. So if they don't see at least a little bug damage, they're gonna be like, oh, something's fishy here. Yeah. See what that, and imagine it's, it's the equivalent of you taking a shower, putting soap all over your body, and then not rinsing off and just walking out. So the weed, they're just spraying all that shit on it, and then guess what? You smoke it. Yeah, and that's why you cough. Yeah, we pretty much just try and keep everything as clean as possible. But I don't know if you noticed, um, I mean, other than taking the giant hits out of the bong. <laughs> No, but I think something that I really love about y'all's flower is the packaging and the freshness. And like freshness is like a big part about me when I pick wheat. And even mentioned that it was harvested like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So it's like super fresh. You're not going to get dry, crumbly weed. And you smell it that it's like gas. It's not like a little bit, you know. As soon as you open it, it's the whole room. The room. Yeah. And the nugs that you get, they're big and fluffy and they look like nugs. They don't look like little balls. Yeah. You know? I like the name too, Moonlight Gaia. I thought that was the coolest. So does he also crossbreed them himself? Like he takes it's not like Yeah, so we are working with mm -hmm. Yeah, we are working with different mixing genetics and mixing um, different strains. So he has mixed um, two strains previously and um, we have plans in I think the next row. Um, we're doing that's why we got the greenhouse out there we want to do some seeds yeah. possibly out there um, so across a couple of different strains so right now the big one is Dillinger that we've been working with um, and so that one I think was a uh, Moonlight, no, which one was, was it? That no, cross? the Moonlight's a, cry, a cross with Dillinger and Blackberry. Uh, Dillinger, if I can remember, it was animal mints and animal cookies and something mints. I have to look it up. But at the end of, like, at the, end of the day, so I got a, a cut from this place called Genesis Bioceuticals, Gym Bio. Yeah, that. What is this? <laughs> that's Moonlight Gaia. The okay. Dillinger I have growing right now, I just don't have any samples of it. But He's there was, cut. yeah, there was a there was a plant in one of my rooms that was doing well, like really well, like a lot better than all the other strains, right? Now this strain, I remember when I had asked the head grower there, oh, what is it? They didn't know what it was. They didn't know the mix. For months, they didn't know what it, and all of a sudden, oh yeah, this is the mix. So how, like, you see what I mean? Like, where did he get, where did they get the seed from? Where did they get the cut from? What's, 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 what's I feel like a lot of things that's, the it is. It's made up. It, it, it's, it's a made fucking up. hoax. Yeah. Trust me, as someone who worked at dealing with over $200,000 every two weeks for stocking dispensaries, so I got to see thousands of pounds of weed and what Phoenix's best had to offer, right? Yeah. And it was, I'm like, none of this is fucking worth it. 
two grand, $2,500 a pound. But that's just how the industry goes, you know what I mean? So what they would do, they buy it, let's say for two grand, wholesale at 25%, you know what I mean? What's 25% to two grand? 20, yeah, 2,500, yeah, I'm not, 25, so, so 2,500 bucks right at the wholesale sells to the dispensary. The dispensary doubles it. So that's $5,000. You went from $2,000 to $5,000 a pound plus taxes. You see what I mean? That crazy And that all divides down pay. really rough. You know what I mean? So if you sell, let's say you sell an ounce for $100, right? There's 16 ounces in a pound. Basic math, right? That means it's $1,600 a pound, right? You say that to people and they're like, oh my God, no, that uh, sounds like a lot. Oh, that's too much. And you're like, what? But you tell them, oh, $180 an ounce. Yeah. And they jump on it. That lets me know people aren't really fucking paying attention yeah. to shit like that. They want something quick and fast. So people are going to go with what's cheaper. Yeah. So my 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 cannabis is, is and it's and I don't see it as anything <laughs> special, you know what I mean? There's great things in the in the dispensary too. There's phenomenal things out there, but you're going to pay the price. Let's yeah. not get it twisted. That's the only thing. I'm not saying, oh, I got the best weed in the no. I smoke some great shit, but you're gonna pay some great prices, you know. So it's really hard in legal states to find very good and affordable weed because it's either <coughs> expensive in the you know what I mean? And then most of the dispensaries out here too, what they're doing is they're buying all the old shit from California at cheaper prices and then, you know, throwing it right back over here. So the reason why the industry is so successful, you know, in part of many, many shady things is that let's say they have a pound, right? Mm. And that pound doesn't get sold. They mark it off as a loss. Oh, root or rot or, or mold or whatever, right? And they throw it away. And they, yeah, they throw it away. Right out the door into a dealer's yeah. street but dealer. at the end of the year, they still get a thousand dollars back in taxes because they still have to get the taxes for their fucking nutrients their time their workers right so they get a thousand dollars back but now not it's not just one fucking pound that they didn't sell you're talking about thousands of fucking pounds that are not moving all those enter the street some guy will buy them at five hundred dollars a pound each comes with a lot of money boom buys them up then he spreads it out sells them for eight hundred dollars each and then it just goes up and up until you get to fucking $1,600 and then someone snatches it up and then that's the guy, low level guy, and then he starts selling the fucking, you know, dime bags and all the other shit, you know? So that's the reason why like people are paying all this money and still getting bullshit, you know? Yeah, because it's all coming from industry. You know what I mean? And even the shit that's grown outdoors, it's never going to live up to its full potential because people are growing, are usually doing it illegally, so they're growing on their fucking paranoia. So you're never going to fully excel. You know what I mean? You're never going to have the nice equipment. You're just going to fucking guerrilla warfare type shit. So that's the other problem. You're going to end up smoking that. You know what I mean? But then there's people like me who are like, oh, this is my passion, blah, blah, blah. This is what I want to do. I'm going to make this a fucking career. And then we, we show our weed to people and people really enjoy it. You know what I mean? And that's... All I have to do is try to get it to people and people really enjoy it. I, it gives me great passion, you know what I mean? Like, fuck yeah. Because trust, that's my motivation because I don't get motivation from when I finish a task. I just feel great that it's done. My motivation comes when people are like, oh good, I'm not even looking for a pat on the back. I just like to see that's a pretty, that's more it's working. You know what I mean? Like when people smoke, they're like, oh, no, I'm good, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, you know what I mean? I think the fact that you do put so much intention <laughs> I think that makes a difference. Like the cannabis that, like you said, and it's like little warfare they're putting that intention that like paranoia into what they're growing and when you have the intention of healing and helping people and wanting to reduce pain and like you're putting that energy <coughs> into the plant too and oh, yeah. that just makes it so much better 
Yeah, no, it's true. And then it's like you got let's compare it to craft beer, right? You got Bud Light, which you can buy at Walmart, Target, anywhere. You know, you can buy Bud Light anywhere. But if you want like craft beer, like Eric and Bastard, or you know, those fancy $17 a bottle of beers, it's hard to find. You know what I mean? It's not for everyone. But the people that like that beer, they fucking love those beers. And they will go out of their way, you know, to to accomp to find that beer, to accomplish the mission, right? So it's kind of the same way with me. I just gotta find the people. And I hate saying, oh, it's for mature cannabis. Because everything nowadays is fruity this, fruity that, pink label, neon this, neon that. Tastes like Skittles. Tastes like <laughs> Skittles and blah, 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 blah. Why? You know what I mean? Why? What else in nature tastes like Skittles? You know what I mean? Like, I get it. And I get a lot of the names come off like, oh, it's a vague. It's kind of like a wine, right? But when you open up something and it smells like straight Skittles, like, oh, come on, man. Oh, like, that experiment? We did a little test experiment um, to kind of try and mimic what they do there to make it smell like bananas or Skittles or whatever. So we bought these little extracts from the market and it was like, like Asian banana. markets, like, you know, really strong. Yeah, little-, little tiny ones. And so we did a banana one and we put it on a little card, like a perfume card. Mm-hmm. And we just put it in a box with some shake that, you know, whatever. So we left it in there. Uh, we didn't spray it on it or anything. We just put it on that card, put it, put it in, in the box. And then we started smoking it. His weed that he grew, like, started smoking it. And immediately we're just like, <laughs> it tasted like, delicious. So it but it tasted just like it banana. It smelled delicious. Like, tree like banana. And I told him, like, this is what they're fucking doing. Because I found these bottles around the fucking grows. So in the grows, they separate everyone. They got the veg team. They got the flower team. And then they got curing, packaging, and trimming. It's even their own fucking thing, right? And it's like this in, like, everywhere you go, right? Everyone has some shady shit fucking going on. In each one. In each one. But they don't know it because they never communicate. And these industry, the most places actually prevent them from communicating. They don't even like when they hang out, like, at lunch and shit. I'm serious. Because they start giving away a little secret. Oh, we spray this. Oh, we spray that. Because they don't want people to grow them like that or something. They don't want. No, it's just well. Cause they don't want to get found out. That they don't want to get found out. So like in yeah. bed, let's say in veg. In veg, they're probably adding some shit to the nutrients that they're ain't supposed to be adding. Some methods, some questionable methods. You know, mm-hmm. mislabeling things, stuff like that. And then because like it's you could easily change the name on anything. Breeding cannabis is like breeding dogs. You know what I mean? I know what a pit bull and a husky looks like I have one but I also seen other mixes of it right you can only make so many fucking mixes combinations that are going to come out but they're uh, they're going to be around the same fucking dog colored eyes maybe you know pretty like um, <clears throat> but every mutt becomes a new breed every single mutt's a new breed or like your first generation of seeds if you oh, your is- first cro- cross pollination if you plant every single seed they, you will get all the different plants yeah. and you need to find okay that's the kind that I like and that's the kind that I like and then you get rid of the rest and then you cross those two or the next seeds yeah. that come out and those ones are more stable and so you, when you get to more stable kind of like what we were talking about earlier with the heirloom seeds then you yeah. get your own heirloom and that's how but, they're created. But here's the tough part to come to the conclusion all this is because you start from seed, right? It takes it gets a month of germination or seedling stage, whatever <laughs> however you call it. And then it's um, a veg. So veg is where you have leeway to either go short or you're mimicking summer, spring and summer. So you can either veg for two, three weeks 
or you can veg for two, three months. You know what I mean? It's just the more veg time, the bigger that plant's gonna get. But once it flips over to flower, that plant's gonna double to triple inside, become stronger, sturdier, because it's gonna have to support that weight. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in anticipation, they start getting woodier, like almost. So, damn, there it goes again. Like a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> that's a part of it. That, that's something that I've learned to live with. I've also had traumatic brain injuries, so <laughs> man, those have not helped at all. Well, you've Thank you, military. Job. You've been doing a great job. You've been on track so far. Jeez. Give yourself some credit. <laughs> usually, I think we're all high enough that uh, we can all lose track a little bit. <laughs> yeah, usually I'm the one who like brings them back around. Yeah. But I'm <laughs> Come back, come here, boy, come here. Come here, I, I said it. I was earlier, then I got too high, now I'm like, I don't. Yeah, I'm like, ugh. You have been there, but now I'm not sure. Man, totally spaced out on there. Right? Well, I have a little question. Mm. Does, if you know, like, something, like, a factor about weed that you can know that it's, like, gonna be good weed, like, Potent weed. Because some people will say, like, the smell. Well, some people might say, like, oh, this one made me cough a lot. So it's like a real gas. But, like, you were also kind of saying, like, coughing isn't good. good. Yeah, coughing isn't good. They put stuff in it to make you cough. The only thing, so you guys have been taking big rips of this, right? Like, the only thing would make you cough from this if it's too hot. Like a dab, you know, it's like, because that's your lungs actually be like, ah, no. But when you smoke flour and you cough it up immediately and you, or you get that itch in the back of your throat that's your body letting you know hey something's not right here kind of like when someone farts and your whole body cringing you're like ugh you know what I mean that's your body saying yo those aren't good you don't want to be smelling those either you know what I mean like spit some out immediately like as soon as you bite into like like a bitter berry yeah. or something you're not supposed to be eating but, but the, the truth is is like a lot of people don't know better you know what I mean and they think oh this is just this, this is just what it is you know what I mean like oh yeah. you caught or, or you think of like think of how people older generation be like oh purple means it's good yeah the color does not affect it at all the potency you know what I mean? Like, at all. Like, it, it's actually worse for it if you think about it because you're, you're putting it through a stress that's, like, not needed. You're making it colder. You know, you're, you're making... Is that how they get perfect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just get the, the phosphorus locks in the in the plant and it's like a bruise. You know what I mean? So, it just, it stays there. That's how you get those colors, you know? Also, you can manipulate it. So, there's different, like... I've been experimenting with, like, different swings in my daytime and my nighttime temperatures so I can pinpoint where those colors are so I can replicate it. You know what I mean? That's really what I'm doing. Not only am I growing, like, quality cannabis, but I'm doing it as I'm experimenting and trying to push this further. You know what I mean? So, every time I grow, I have one side and then I have some side that, like, I'm fucking with. Like, I literally have to give myself my own fucking problems to stay sharp. I haven't dealt with a fucking spider mine forever. You know, this year they've come around hard, you know what I mean? But guess what? Because before I found, I've gone out looking for spider mites to put them on my plant just so I can see what spray works or, you know, how the plant, and then, and then I could harvest it and then smoke it after. You see what I mean? Like, no, you don't want to be smoking no bugs. I don't care. You smoking no bugs or anything like that. It's gross. But the re- realistic, I pulled hairs that are like 12 inches long out of a fucking eighth. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel, I've seen I've seen packagers sneeze and particles just go right in the bud and then 
just look to the left, right, and keep going. Yeah. I've seen all that. That's so uh, like, this, let's be. About your weed, like it's less handling of it. Yeah, it's so cleaner. Yeah. Like I don't even go into like, the rooms. Not many people, not hardly them touch it. So so much cleaner. Less steps or less areas for yeah. it to get. You know what I mean? So by by me being able to like give myself those problems, not only is it cool because like I can cause the problem, but I can fix the problem. And not all problems are easily fixed. They take time. You know what I mean? But consistency is key and consistency is not something you see in the industry. Yeah, they have their little plans and little stuff. Oh, yeah, spray at this time. So, for example, when I was working at Genesis Biosutical, they had these rooms are like 75 feet long where there's like 80 plants in there, right? Each plant has one light. We, in order to spray the, the whole plant, right? Every single plant under the leaves, above leaves, all that good, good, good even spray, right? I, I remember making a mix and I'm like, I'm like, how many gallons do I need to spray? And they're like, oh, like two, three gallons. I'm like, for the whole room? That doesn't seem right. Just something because of my experience. I didn't question it. I was a new guy. Okay, cool. And I'm like, I'm just going to spray it the way I know it's right. You know, no doubt in my mind, like there's, I'm doing the bare minimum. I didn't get through half that fucking room with two gallons. See what I mean? So I'm like, so then I went and told him like, hey, you need more, which is bad, right? But if you're going to do this right, like you're already spraying it on there. At least let's keep it so we don't have to spray more shit. Because of them doing that for so long, they're like, plants will get used to it. Bugs will uh, evolve quick. In in a matter of a couple days, a day, two days, bugs have gotten used to fucking, yeah, yeah, multiple generations in a fucking week. (laughs) I mean, like, like they get used to all that. They're like, they're going to survive it. So it, it becomes, they get, it doesn't phase them. So guess what? They have to try a new, and, and it's just one guy Googling things like, oh, this works. Oh, this company's using that and blah, blah, blah. You know, monkey see, monkey do. Or they're just trying to see like, what's the coolest or what's trending or who really, who's going to give them the biggest discount? Yeah. That's money. You know, who's going to give them the biggest discount? Yeah. But the industry's all about, it's just money too. That's that is, and I understand it. I I I get it, but the problem it makes is too. The world go around, yeah. but <laughs> but it's but it's fucked up. It's fucked up that there is laws against it, mm-hmm. holding people back. Like I can't even. I can't advertise. I can't sell. It's illegal. You know all that shit. Oh, the Instagram shadow ban. Like he can't post pictures of the weed, but I figured it out. Putting like that your mail in your account will just like boobs and ass just pops up automatically if you go like on my instagram she is next to me all damn day look all he like i know all he's all damn day like look we so my instagram like i have nothing to hide look like i just the pictures people nothing revealing right ufc like just jokes but if you go to my search what i've never searched for any of that look what would i have to put in to find that yeah you see and this is my point but I post a picture of me teaching people uh, about, uh, and a lot of times I get my idea because people ask me on Instagram, like, oh, hey, how do you do this, blah, blah, blah. Oh, might as well make a little video, you know, let me learn how to do this. And they'll flag it. Then I won't and get promoted. And then I'm shadow, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what I found out is that if you just do stories, stories mm-hmm. and then just put them in your highlights versus making a reel, because I guess reels goes out to more people, whatever, and they're more on it. That's Permanent. why I do I, my reels more of like the spiritual stuff, the food stuff, and I do the, the more of the smoking stuff in my stories. I'll do a reel 
of like um, like at the sessions and stuff like that. But I don't usually show flower showing. Like vape smoke is one thing, but it's different. Like you're showing like flower yeah. and flower smoke. Um, so I've kind of tried to do it differently sometimes. To hmm. yeah, really even the smoke, like down to the smoke. I know the one that I that I had where we were doing the vape. That one was doing fine and it because I have because I have monetization on on Instagram mm. so they'll tell me like this does not meet our standards if it's like like if I'm showing flower if I'm like smoking where they can see they can yeah. see it's marijuana yeah. yeah those ones got flagged but like the vape one where I was at an event that one because it was we didn't there was an actual flower there like mm. I mean we did the the um the gravity bomb, but you could you couldn't yeah. see the flower. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we have definitely enjoying this moonlight guy. I oh, I love this. Amazing, I love it. I love this strain. And did you uh, did you like when you popped it? Did you pop it after we left, and yeah. did he pop it for you? Oh, and oh, vacuum those too. big beautiful flowers. It was gorgeous. And and yeah, it's all vacuum sealed. I love like just popping the top on it. And and like when I grow, I grow for like uniformity. You know what I mean? So that's why I like you see the trellises, like the grids, and I don't know if you've seen like the grow videos. But the the more even I can have a spread light, the more even those nugs are gonna be. So that way, when it cures, it's curing all evenly. Because have you ever seen those big nugs like the size of someone's arm? Most of those nugs never make it. They get mold on them. They get thrown away. They get bugs on them. Think where are they gonna package that? You still have to break that nug up. Yeah. Not only now you're just gonna have a thicker stem inside that big nug, you know what I mean? That's my view on it. So it's it's so if I mean, you've got a bunch of like normal sized nugs, then you essentially have more usable, you know, flower in the end. Um, I mean, even this one here, like the little smalls that we have that we've been smoking, um, like those are the smalls, and then we just grind all of that up to make all the pre rolls. So yeah, if you've yeah, ever seen us at events, here's a little microphone. Uh, if you've ever seen us like at, our, at the events, we usually have like the dead deer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with all the with joints in it. Yeah, yeah, all the little pre-rolls. And so we'll give those out. But yeah, we use our small nugs, the little tiny ones. Um, that like, makes sense. We grind those up and then those go in because those smoke the best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't really... And then the shake that ends up, that we end up getting is like for like our personal, or we use it for our tinctures to make our sew. Uh, we collect all the keep off of every tin or every like grow too. So we have like big, like mason jars just full of keef that we use and we press that too to do the dabs. So everything, mm -hmm, we have a little heat press. Is that how y'all make that? Yeah, so yeah, we That's can make some. Um, uh, but yeah, we can make a, a dab later. But yeah, actually, yeah, you can yeah, like, yeah, smoke that to act. But the smell stronger. Um, so like yeah. when you're doing edibles, that's why you have to put it in the oven first, usually. I the decarb yeah. it, but to be honest, I forgot the decarb shit and it fucked me up regardless. Like <laughs> I have, yeah, I. I oh, that's right. I think the first set of jams we made was with a batch. And I'm like, oh man, I forgot to decarb it. Eh. But it's gonna get baked, you know. What I mean? No, it wasn't getting baked. No, I was getting boiled because of the jam. So that, like, and I've done that plenty of times throughout my life, and I'm like, it still works. I've taken a nug and soaked it in hot water in a tea and just drink it and been fucked oh, up. Oh yeah. And everywhere you read and people go, oh, it doesn't work. Oh, it doesn't work. Like I got up off a little nug. It was a nug that like rolled on the floor. I'm like, I, right, I'll use you for tea. Let's see if it works. <laughs> it worked. Yeah, it works. 
Tell us more about your jams. Oh yeah, so the jams. So we use we do the RSO, and he makes that from um you know like I said the, the shake, and then also like just kind of the the really really tiny ones that don't make it into our yeah. pre rolls. So we make it out of that, and we soak it in either Bacardi or Everclear, mm-hmm. and then we just kind of boil that down to get all the alcohol off. And then we vacuum, put it in a vacuum chamber to boil the rest of the alcohol off because you can never get the, all of it. That's why you get that alcohol taste. And yeah. um, so then it becomes just like almost tasteless, but you still get that RSO kind of flavor. Yeah. Um, and then from there, um, we dilute it with um, vegetable glycerin. Oh, and then the, right now we're looking more into like MCT oil. oils. Yeah, it's a better consistency. Yeah, and it's got no flavor so because of the vegetable glycerin, it's sugar. So yeah. it's not good for, like, you know, people with a lot of those. Like inflammation um, problems. Yeah. Because it's, you're using, you know, cannabis, usually like anti-inflammatory and pain. But if you add sugar... It's, it's, kind of it's an inflammatory. Purpose. So it kind of, you know, in my mind, it defeats the purpose. I've been looking for something that's less, like, impactful on, you know, on Yeah, but on we came across the MCT that. oil. Um, but, yeah, so right now we're using the vegetable glycerin, and um, we'll make our honey, or we'll put honey in it to make, like, an RSO honey, and that's usually what I use in my jams. Um, kind of to, uh, if you were to just put, like, a glob of, you know, the RSO in it, like straight press or straight from um, when you extract it, um, it would just be like super crazy strong. And it's kind of hard to like dose it that way, but when you like it, dilute it and then we kind of like test it out first to make sure so, we're not like making yeah. it super crazy. So the only way you could really like, obviously we don't have all the equipment to get like a dosage, you know? Yeah, and then all that varies. And, and the first yeah. off, all that's based on a, a test that a small test that you sent into a lab think of the sample you send if the lab is even doing their job correctly you know what i mean uh, that small batch is not doesn't represent your whole growth you know what i mean so what if you gave them like the lowest point or the highest you know yeah. so when you make the tincture you still don't know what the hell you realistically you're gonna get so you can give like an approximation but let's be real that approximation is just to make people feel good you know what i mean because it's like hey the way i do it i know how much it's five ounces right five ounces two liters of bacardi or everclear you know what i mean i let it soak for a week when i strain it i get probably about like 1.8 liters you know what I mean? because a little bit still stuck in the material and i'm not really gonna squish it all out you know i'm bougie <laughs> so and then from that i can boil it down right so the only thing i can do is be consistent so the same thing over and over. So I know how much I'm, I'm putting in there every time, you know what I mean? So when I take it, I'm the guinea pig, you know what I mean? If I take it in the kitchen and I wake up in the living room, like, okay. So that's gonna help people knock out because I have a, a high tolerance. I have no issues with smoking an ounce a day, you know what I mean? Easy. Like me and her, we smoke an ounce. But me, I can easily do it on my own. So I know that if it affects me the way I want it to, that I have back pain, I have hip pain, um, amputated thumb, you know what I mean? Fused vertebrae. Like, what else do I don't have, right? It's easier to tell you what I don't have. AIDS. Uh, <laughs> like, but it's, it's, I know it's gonna help people. Cause I see how, you ever seen that stoner say, oh man, I envy those people. I, I wish I could get that stone, you know what I mean? I'm like, no, like it just, and I know that the ADHD just mellows, it just kind of counteracts it, you know what I mean? So that's the reason why I understand why I could smoke so much and why I could drink so much and be functional. 
because it was just that would compare with the ADHD, it would just slow me down, which is, was actually a good thing. You know what I mean? So it's not a cure all. <laughs> it's not a cure all. Like there's still work that you have to do, and you know, still visit doctors and all that. Like, yeah. but it helps a lot, yeah. a lot. <laughs> I think it is a very healing plant medicine, and I appreciate people that are normalizing it and talking about it and trying to make healthy ways to give this medicine to people that really need it. Yeah, and unfortunately, I have to charge money. Yeah. Um, or I mean, not charge money, because. Uh, but you see what I mean? Like, if I could do it for free, like I would enjoy it. You know what I mean? But it, it's not the world we live in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if, if like small time growers can come in and at least make it affordable, at least it would like when I when I say, oh, I can make this a career. Like, why couldn't you? make why can i make 50 60 70 dollars a year on my own you know me doing this you know what i mean like what's the difference between this or me going to work in some car other place where they're not a car salesman like right you know they just it's just the laws prohibit a lot of this stuff and it's just not cool you know what i mean there's a reason why people do it against the law you know what i mean there's a, people aren't dumb you know what i mean like we all know meth is bad like we've seen what happens with meth that's why we don't do meth you know what i mean but we've seen what happens with weed that's why we do weed, you know what I mean? Like that's why we smoke cannabis, whatever you call it. Like that's, you know, life experiences, yeah. you know? And I do understand about like people like, oh, you smoke weed, you lose motivation. You know, it's not that you lose motivation. It's just that you, you're able to see things through a different lens that you're like, you know what? It doesn't require that type of reaction or I'm fine where I'm at. And there's nothing with wanting more, you know, in life. And I want more, I want money. I love money, you know what I mean? Like that's just more, plants I can buy, you know, uh, and, you know, more things I can do with the land and things of that nature, but it's, I don't know, bro, it's, it's fun. In the end, it's fun. <laughs> that is true. I do think we makes you see things in a different point of view. Yeah. Or, yeah. And I think like you were, like you were saying, people sometimes see like cannabis users as like, oh, stoner and, you know, I think that there's so much that cannabis users do get done and mm -hmm. are creative and able to like like yeah. you're running a homestead like stoner getting shit done making it happen and being able to change that stigma of what people see as like a cannabis user you can be a creative person you can be getting shit done getting life handled and still using this medicine to your benefit in whatever way you need it mm -hmm. and I love that yeah, yeah. me too <laughs> yeah we're just trying to you know help people out so like look at with the homestead and in the jams like right now or in the future I'm hoping like after everything we get our own you know everything growing and everything's taken off because right now we're still battling like the dead dirt <laughs> because this used to be like the old agricultural farmland so yeah they've pretty much farmed the dirt to nothing um, so it's just kind of you know putting everything back in that's why we have the totes but once we start getting everything growing hoping to start making the jams like with our own berries and our own um you know, everything, ingredients that, you know, we, as much as possible. Um, I mean, right now, the only thing I guess that we never, we never buy from the grocery store anymore is eggs. Like it's just expensive right now. Yeah. And they ended up, we've had chickens for like three years. Yeah. They were super high and then they went down. Yeah. I saw that. They were all plastic. I was so scared to buy eggs because they were so cheap. They were like 10 now. They're like two for 18. 
<laughs> I was so sky bottom. <laughs> <laughs> little prayer. Do <laughs> a little chicken dance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the eggs, like, yeah, I saw it. We've had chickens for like three years, so like just this last year when, you know, the egg prices just yeah, skyrocketed, so I was like, oh my God, You're thank like, you for thank buying God. me those chickens. Right. <laughs> like, he bought me the chickens because we were talking about it. And then he was just like, one day I came out from, you know, I from working and I was like, what's that? He's like, it's a chicken coop. And I was like, what? He's like, okay, you're done with work. Let's go get some chickens. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, Love that. so now we got their, their own generation of chickens that just hatched. So little babies, babies little baby chicks. Yeah, but so just having the eggs was so helpful. And then our neighbors, like I was able to, you know, supply them with eggs because if they needed some, we didn't have to. Do you have like them. a surplus of eggs? Do you sell them? Yeah. I mean, I bake and getting like fresh, fresh. eggs is like. Because at the store, <laughs> they're 45, 60 days old already. As yeah. soon as they hit the store, they're that's just how old different. They are. I used to have a connect, a landlady. <laughs> she, had, she lived in Glendale, but she had a few chickens. Oh, yeah. And then she would give me fresh eggs. It, it makes a world of difference in baked goods. It really does. Mm -hmm. well, I would so like to try that. Yeah, and they're really good, especially. Yeah. You can tell, like, if you were to crack the store-bought the versus, like... just different. Because it, different. what they eat, they're able to eat, yeah. like, grass. Well, we don't yeah. have grass, but we got sunflowers and corn, yeah. like, all the, the little greens and stuff that we grow for them, and then yeah. right now we, we can't let them out because they'll destroy the garden. But once it gets bigger, they'll have, like, their afternoon playtime outside, but for now we just we hand feed them and pick all of their greens and give it to them yeah. so they still get their their food and the same thing with the rabbits we tried we tried like how many times putting grass in the rabbit area oh yeah they just the rabbits are so destructive as they're soon so as destructive the sprout comes out you're like Let it's it gone grow. and then they mm -hmm. and then they dig they cover everything in dirt and you're like man it's been hours fixing this thing yeah i saw that they made a lot of holes in oh yeah caves burrows and there's only one of the holes that are real all those other holes are just like failed digs. Because I put I put a uh, fencing underneath so they couldn't they dig out. They found a weak spot. <laughs> they found a little gap, <laughs> like that. And I know the gap too. And I was yeah. like, I'll throw another piece. And eh, they're not gonna find that. They found it. <laughs> like that big, and the hole was like 70 feet. They found it. Mm -hmm. So, but right. So that's why they don't have grass. Um, but we keep trying to put it in there. Uh, you try. But they get fed, hand fed, like the greens and stuff every day, which. You you know, we grow. Um, yeah, another tip for, you know, people trying to grow a garden, if you don't know what to grow or you're trying to start something like quickly or easy is microgreens. So like, oh, yeah. I love microgreens. Well, the thought of them, I haven't really ate them yet. <laughs> They're really good. They're really good. They have a lot of flavor. Yeah. And Rad all the nutrients. Radishes are cool because they're spicy. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. They're crunchy and they're spicy. I'm like, what? Yeah, but you can get different mixes of microgreens like yeah. on Amazon. Amazon or you know wherever and you know they oh yeah yeah it's super grow um, and then they're just um they're regular seeds so people forget that they're not just microgreens they don't just die like to full put those plants in the totes out there those are all microgreen seeds <laughs> except for like you know the melon and yeah, the pumpkin yeah. and stuff but <clears throat> all those other ones like the broccoli 
Broccoli and mustard do great out here. Mm, great. <laughs> yeah. Like mustard seeds? Uh huh. Just mustard, but you can eat the leaves, and mustard it's like kind greens. of like a spice. Yeah, mustard yeah, greens. Uh, black people put them in greens. There's mustard greens, collard greens, turnip greens, um, but they all like mix together. Yeah. Wow. Mustard yeah. greens are really good. The broccoli spicy. greens are mm. really good. We I like kind of like broccoli kale. greens. <laughs> yeah, but it's you like a Latin kale. <laughs> and a lot of the of what people don't know is like you know all the microgreens and stuff you can eat the whole microgreen so you can eat the whole plant you can eat the leaves you can eat the flower off of it you, the, you know That's the really broccoli exciting. off of it yeah so this is stuff we're not used to like root. seeing in a girl like broccoli leaves you know what I mean? They they're taste really great. good. Like a spinach almost. Yeah, they're pretty strong too. I've seen too. them like on some of the broccoli. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're real get the thick. head of broccoli. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll see a few of them, but I've never eaten them. I never mm -hmm. thought to. It's like, cut that off and just eat the, the flat little tree. And we eat cactuses. Nopales. Yeah, you can eat the whole thing. And so that's a lot of, you know, what people don't realize. And we've been learning, you know, since we start, since we moved out here two years ago, um, is just, you know, how much of a plant you can actually eat. And even some of the weeds that come in and the seeds that grow yeah, just kind of in, in the ground on our yard, we'll let them go because most of them are, you know, the rabbits out here eat that. And so we feed them to our rabbit. And so we don't really like pick the weeds out because it's like, oh, it's a weed. We got to, you know, make the plant. <laughs> like, let it get bigger. <laughs> yeah, we let it get bigger. And then we yank it when it's, you know, getting a little tough to yank out <laughs> before it roots real deep. And then we just feed it to the rabbits. And that's how, you know, that's we give smart. them their food. And they poop it out and then we throw it into the garden. Yep. And so we have their that cage with the that little. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. We have that um, that hutch with the hay, and then the cage where their food is at. Um, so rabbits, where they're eating, is when they poop. That's when. So that's where we collect it. We have like one spot where they eat, and so we just move the cage and rake it up, and then we just have our little stockpile there. That's cool. No cocoa puffs. Yeah, it's a little cool little tricks with like animals. Don't ruin cocoa puffs for me. Basically, eat microgreens or start eating microgreens or start planting them. Yeah. And buy from local cultivators. Um, or maybe just like know what's in your cannabis when you smoke it. Do your know what you're putting in your body. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, because like you're smoking it, it's also going into your lungs. I yeah, like I like reading the ingredients on the bottle, and then I'll deep dive on every ingredient in the. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's how like I, I like spending most of my time is just researching. Because I do want to know, you know, because a lot of times well, these words I can't pronounce. <laughs> you see what I And I'm like, oh, like, yeah, let me look that up. And then, yeah. you know, but, you know, there's a lot of modern advances in there's a lot of good things that come with this stuff, too. You know what I mean? Like, so we also got to do our due diligence and doing the research to see what actually can benefit us, not just knock everything new out of the park. What you guys have coming up. Oh, yeah. What we've got coming up. So, uh, so we'll have the jam out um, I'm experimenting with putting it into uh, my orange chili marmalade so I, I don't know if you I've had the berry one which was amazing I love it I tried it on a bunch of different things and it's freaking delicious but I the marmalade one it'll be I'm on the bridge interested in checking that one out yeah yeah so we'll have that one today um, so I'm making ribs for you guys um, so you'll get to try what that one tastes like and I'm thinking of making that one um, medicated as well. 
Um, what else? Seeds, hopefully, in the next grow, we'll have some seeds. Um, so if you're looking at any, you know, getting some funking genetics. They have clones, so I'm gonna start uh, some batch of clones. I just wanna learn more oh yeah, clones. And, like, yeah. Yeah. and I want you guys to be a part of my mermaid experience. Oh, yeah. I really like. I really resonate with your brand and. Um, the medicine that you provide and the cleanliness of your cannabis, it really, yeah, I think it would be a good addition to my effect. So um, I'm really hoping the July 15th, you guys are able to come. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> we are now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark your calendar. <laughs> yep, definitely. Anything else happening for you guys in the near future? Just, uh-huh. just follow them at funking underscore cultivator. And yeah. Yours is uh, Funky Homestead. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Derek's birthday today, too. I forget so. my name, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it was more, Derek. I was like, what do I say? <laughs> <laughs> I know both of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye, guys. Bye. Mm-hmm.